All right. Aloha. And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from my bedroom today uh, in Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful Big Island of Hawaii. Yay. And Anne is here and she brought me a pu'ukene kene. Thank you, Anne. I love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a special guest, my friend Goda, and she has a fun topic. So I'm going to ask her to share that with us. Here she is, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh. I muted myself. <laughs> okay, so fun topic. Um, I am not having fun being a business owner. Yay. And, um, <laughs> I thought it would be really fun, but I find myself extremely stressed out and I'm starting to take the money thing seriously because I just got into the process of getting employees, which is extremely new for me. And I hired like seven people to work for me and they're all not feeling inspired. Oh, and <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have this vision and this direction of where I want to be in my life with this business. And it seems like my employees aren't taking it seriously. And my web designer just decided she doesn't want to do management anymore. And I feel like I can't keep up with it anymore. And then like this perception of so many people on Facebook messaging me saying that they want to buy my stuff and they're so interested. This has happened like at least 50 times already where people will message me, tell me the product they want. I'll send them a link and then they just ghost me. And it's like, I feel this energy where I'm getting my hopes up, like I'm accomplishing something. And I instead notice that I've invested so much money into my business and that it's just fallen like downhill. Okay, so there's no important. there's no money. It's not the money you invested. It's the energy you're investing. You're investing attachment. Yeah. Like it's it's as if this, you know, there's any value in the business. It's not the business that's the value. The value is your ability to see. You're using it to see, right? Um, and always and and always using every circumstance like if someone doesn't buy your stuff and you feel you know that word ghosted that has a particular vibration that it brings up it's a victim thing right um like like for me in my business if someone asks me if they want to buy something and maybe they have me do a draft order for them and send them an invoice i'm just like you want me to send you an invoice i fucking forget about that thing i don't like you know, follow up and make like, like if they want it, they can fucking buy it. Yeah. <laughs> they got the invoice and it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. If it, God, it, I if know whatever, that. And I'm like, whatever goes on with this thing. Yeah. So in the moment when you find yourself taking it seriously, that's where you put, your, you know, you put your devotion into play, let's say, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like you notice that you're taking this seriously and there's no way 
it could really be serious, but there's a reaction like it is serious because there's a painful belief about yourself. So you want to use that reaction to basically purify the underlying belief. It's really fun. That's what makes business fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. And I've noticed like this trippy thing too, how what I resist persists. Like I keep telling people I want less attention and to be more behind the scenes. And then these opposite things start happening, like the newspaper and then the fashion show, just like stuff that's not behind the scenes at all and like gives me more attention. And I notice like this anxiety has been coming over me and and I keep telling people how I want to be introverted and like just be by myself and I'm surrounded by people every day. I'm like, it's like, it's like you think you're in charge of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> sense that. You know, and, 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 you know, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, um, trajectory that's motivated by not trusting like you don't trust what it is that you're going to be made into. Why why not let yourself be made into anything just you know to be used for healing that's what you want. God exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, how do you fucking know? Maybe the best way is for you to be popular as fuck and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> And like show everybody how you could be super chill while you're like really popular. Dude, Hope, I thought about you because at the fashion show, like right after I spoke to you on the phone, I had a full-blown panic attack because all the other designers were so calm in the midst of like all this action and movement and chaos. And I was over here like, how is everyone so calm? Like Hope would be calm in this situation, but (laughs) you know what? Here's the thing. Everyone has a, uh, is everyone is wearing a mask. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, Until you're getting to like the subtle people are good at covering up people. And especially if something's a habit for them, they've been doing it for a while. Right. So it's like, it's like, just notice how you feel. And notice that, and notice that, wow, everyone feels like this because you're really feeling for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, wow, I'm glad that I'm aware that everyone's feeling like this right now. So I can just calm it down. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And see, the the thing is, and and how do you, how do you calm it down? It's just by embracing the feeling. You're just getting that feeling really it's like it, it's like it's almost like it's uh passing through your energy field and losing intensity because of the embrace exactly right and that exactly. impacts everyone right that yeah i was not practicing that yesterday i was not practicing well that's that. okay that's okay uh your awareness of it is what is is just what you need and that's what you that's what you're allowing for yourself It's just those thoughts of I, uh, what I want that make, you know, that, uh, that it's kind of like they draw a veil over your sight 
So you can't see what your purpose is in the moment. <laughs> I know it's so trippy. Like, because I have these visions of like what feels good to me. And like, it's been happening for a couple of years ever since I started this business. I was like, I just want to make macrame in the forest alone with a hot guy chopping me wood and making me a fire. There That's what I want. Okay. That's what I want. And so you and think you have to do it by yourself or something. I, I apparently I do. <laughs> You're trying to get there. You're trying to get there. Let's just say this. You suck at it. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's like the opposite experience. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you just let the feeling be the feeling and be trusting that whatever it is, it's like you're guided toward that feeling that you've got for that situation. It's like, you're, you know, in the moment, you're just letting yourself be guided, like guided toward joy to you. That's your joy. It's not really what you want. What you want is beyond that, but yeah. just let yourself keep on being led by joy and let the circumstances just take care of themselves. That was just what I needed. Oh my God. Thank wow. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming over here and projecting exactly what you needed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness, this is so awesome. Thank you, Hope. <laughs> Thank you, too. I love you. you I love you, too. you, too. And, you know, I'm a business person, too. You know, I found myself, a, it, it was kind of like surprising to me when I was on Linda Hope show. And I was like, I suck at business. You know, like I've been in business with, for, for one, Miracle Botanicals, 11 years. We still have the best essential oils in the world. Like we never um, sold out or went to any like shitty crop quality or anything like that. Um, and taking sweet care of our customers. Um, and you know, it's like, yeah, like I really, I need to know that I actually suck at business. So I leave myself out of it and just let things go as they go, you know, cause when I have a burden on myself, it's not the vibe that I even want for my business. Exactly. I don't want to extend that. Uh, yeah, I can't extend it. Actually, I can only project it. That's a big difference. Projection means it. It's just nothing. It's stupidity. It extends time, which is an illusion. It's like a bunch of more stupid things going on. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Right. Yeah. So just like just to know, okay, I suck at it. There's nothing I need to learn in the world to get better at it because that's stupid because it's chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like I got something to learn in the world. No, it's just to realize that business isn't meant to make any sense. It's nonsense. Okay. It isn't even meant to make any sense. People are always trying to figure it out. Right. No one's got <laughs> it. It's so true. Even the dudes with like trillions of dollars, all of a sudden they're like losing trillions of dollars. It's fucking funny. Like yeah. no one knows how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like, just chill out and enjoy the moment. Cause look at these, uh, these circumstances, this business, it's like swimming around you. It's kind of like swimming around you. It's a, it's a, it's a bunch of thoughts made manifest kind of like picture them like floating around your head, totally meaningless. So someone comes up and you're like, Hey, you're going to be in the newspaper or you, or do you want to, or whatever. And you just like, let yourself 
relax. Don't go into story about how it'll make you money or stupid bullshit like that. Feel into it and let, you know, your, your response will just come from joy because you're allowing yourself to feel into it. It's the same thing. Like you're asking the spirit, what should I do? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, in that way, whatever it is, the, the parent decision being made or whatever is just done through you. So you, you know, it's done for you. It's not like you have to, Oh my God, there's a big decision to make. It's not a big decision. There's no really decision. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowing yourself to go with joy. That's all there is. I definitely feel that I I definitely find myself mostly guided by what feels lighter. I -hmm. always like feel into that. And today I talked to my dad about that and he was like, no, you have to have a social media and get famous and build an empire. And I was like, but that doesn't feel good to me. Like, I don't have any more to explain about it. It's just like, there's no guidance towards that. I don't want the, that kind of energy. Okay. So then let it be a little bit lighter because whatever your dad is saying to you, it seems to um, have, have an effect on you because you're giving it some kind of power, probably because it's your dad and he seems to have some kind of an expectation for you. So just kind of like hold that a little bit lighter, kind of like the energy of a response, like, oh, thanks, dad. Thanks for letting me know. That's a really good reminder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad man. you want me to be famous. Thank you for letting me know that 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 I've got all that I've got all the potential. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Right? Thank you for letting mm-hmm. me know I've got all this potential. Right. I may or may not, I may or I may or may not want to do it. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, it's like, just let yourself be light about it. And you just go, yeah. Or even, you know, a vibe like, yeah, dad, I know. I'm just not into doing it. Yeah. I see exactly what you mean. Right? You yeah, I get like so tone. like, almost yeah, like I, you're not really, yeah. there's like, there's like a tone where it's almost like a line where you're sharing and you're explaining yourself. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's like it's like we talked about earlier. It's like with my family, I get very just reactive in the moment, just immediately in seconds. Yes, because you learned that their expectations of you mean something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like like, because they expect it, but now all of a sudden you're imprisoned. You got to explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? But That's see, great. When you, go th- when you go through it, don't worry about how you react in the moment. Don't even worry about it. Just watch it. Because it's teaching. Right? Yes. It's teaching your mind. You can't help how you react. So when you notice that you're reacting in a way, you could just laugh at yourself. That takes away all the effects right there. How 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 how, how many hours in the day do you think I spend laughing at myself? <laughs> right? That's really the key. It's not like you're trying to control yourself. So, oh, I hope better not make a wrong move. That's exactly what the ego wants. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I just, I, I allow myself to be as awkward as I seem to be, or like in any kind of situation or anything. And it just, and, and just allow that. I don't go like, Oh, why am I like that? And all this stuff. When you allow it, you see, you just automatically see, and you can, you know, when, you know, you know, when you, you find yourself kind of like um, one way of saying it is on your heels. I don't know why it's called on your heels. Cause it seems to me that like actually standing with more weight on your heels than on your toes feels better, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Energetically that saying like, you know, it's like kind of like almost you end up taking a defensive posture, right? And you end up taking a defensive posture in a conversation or anything like that. Just notice that you do that. And the wisdom, it'll be given to you. It's not like you have to figure out how to act different. You notice when you um, react in a way that's revealing, right? Exactly. That's why you said it's important to just be natural. I've definitely seen that. So it can be revealed. You want it revealed quickly. Right. Because you want to wake up from dreaming quickly. Yes. yes. Right. Um, and, and not in a way where you're like, oh, my God, I just have to. But just in a way, like knowing that that's your goal in every interaction. That's what your goal is. It's awakening your mind. It's not anything else. It's not making money. Right. That's why I have such an easy time. It was it, it's so fun. Like I had a client who ordered a bunch of essential oils for me. Um, I, I forgot how many, but it was a pretty good size order. The very first order with Miracle Botanicals, and um, she she let she, well she lives in Florida first of all, so she got she got the hurricane. Uh, she got the she got the hurricane experience where her whole property is just like dirt now. So. And my essential oils were en route, like during that whole thing. So she didn't get them for a couple months. She opens them up and she calls me and she's very disappointed in the essential oils. She says she thinks they're watered down, right? So immediately I get a sense like, wow, I'm getting a trigger. This is so awesome, right? So immediately I'm thankful that the person um, said that because... I got a trigger off of it. And I was like, my mind, I watched my mind move to like writing her an email right away. I watched my mind move to the things I was going to say, but you know what? It was the middle of the night and I was there on my computer actually to play around with my holiday gift guide, not to get into anything like this with this lady. So I just like stepped back from the thoughts and I noticed that this is a distraction to get all caught up in this game. And there's no need to get caught up in that at all. So my attention goes back to focus on what I, I, I thought I actually would like to do. You know, it was like, yeah, that that's what I'm here to do. It's like what feels joyful. So just like doing that. And then Monday rolls around and it, and it occurs to me because I got that message over the weekend. And it occurs to me that, oh, it's like nine o'clock in the morning is a good time to call that lady. So I call her up and I just, I just let her know, first of all, she can totally return all of them for a refund. I do not mind at all. That is not a thing for me. Um, Really? I mean, hurricane or not, like if you don't want the best fucking essential oils in the world, hey, (laughs) send them back. I'll give you your money back. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I told her, I think you came to my website because you really wanted some good essential oils. And you actually have the best essential oils in the world. A lot of aromatherapists say that. A lot of them shop with us. She's like, I, I'm just so frustrated because they're so, so thin. And I go, yes, that's how most essential oils are. About uh, probably 95% of them are water. They're like water, but they're not water. If you mix them with water, they'll separate. So that's why you can't water them down. <laughs> this is something that I get kind of often and it, it, it tickles me. You know, it actually tickles me. And it was so fun. We ended up having a really fun conversation and laughing and stuff like that. And then I just sent her some little pipettes. You know, I said, hey, I, I, hey, how about if I gift you some pipettes? That way you could just open the bottles and make some drops. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, you would do that. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. That's the thing. It's like when I'm in business, I'm just extending love. Okay. I'm not like trying to go, okay, how much am I getting off the sale or whatever? It's like, it's like, it, you know, I know why you, I know why you come. I know why most of you come. You're looking for some uh, really potent plant medicine. That's what I'm sourcing for you. Other than that, <laughs> it's all about extending love, right? It's not about it's not about trying to teach some. Like if she's committed to the idea that my essential oils are watered down, that's like just fine. We can have a we can have a, a refund, you know. Um, it's like the purpose of it is joy. <laughs> and, and, you know, also if someone totally wants to be pissed off and believe that it's really bad, I'm totally stoked with them being pissed, pissed off. I'll still love them up. That is so inspiring hope because if somebody like said that about my dresses, like that the rope was in high quality, mm-hmm. I, I can just sense the trigger I would experience about that. Right. It, it feels so personal, especially like if you know, because like, you know, both of us, the kind of businesses that we have, we're like uh, getting, you know, we're, we're like bringing you the kind of stuff where you're like feeling this is luxurious, right? Yeah. It's kind of luxury, um, you know, mine, you know, mine's also regarded as medicine too. Uh, and, and these designs also, because of the art that puts, that's put into them, I bet you they're regarded as medicine as well, you know, because of that, like when, when you just put it on and you've got this design that someone put their heart into, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it's like this kind of, kind of vibe that we've got going. So when someone says our product is low quality, it's like, there's this sense of, oh, in the heart. <laughs> right. I, I I love it. I love it when that comes up. And you know, it's like you just laugh at it. It's definitely gotten to be like less of a big thing over the years. I know, like in the very beginning, it's like, oh my God, uh, am I gonna be just be thinking about this constantly for two fucking days, you know? <laughs> this is just gonna grip me so hard that I'm gonna have to think about it and I'm gonna have to be having imaginary conversations with that person. Exactly how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> oh god it's so accurate <laughs> well that's what the mind does it's a hook to try to get you to pursue it around and around but um you know and it's also what is also a hook is to find yourself pursuing a thought and to feel bad about it it's a very hopeless 
situation. When you're pursuing a thought and you're also projecting a bad feeling over it. But you know what? The thing is, you can laugh right there. You're just making it more complex. That's all. It's the same thing. You're deceiving yourself. You're just making it a little bit more complex. It's like you're putting another veil over what you already had to make it to make the truth seem even further away from you, but it's never moved. The thing is, denying the truth about yourself is like it's interesting because you can't really make effects by denying the truth about yourself. So it's like you really don't do anything. And and all we're doing when we feed into a thought that says something about money, for instance, oh, I hope my business makes it, for instance, and we feed into uh, any one of those thoughts. All we do is deceive ourselves into thinking we're making reality, you know, and, and, you know, it's like the consciousness gets so deceived that when, uh, when it goes towards spirituality, it's all about creating your own reality, right? Like that's what people want to do. Like that's what, and, and, you know, that's a really good symbol too, because it's like, people ask me like, well, why would God let this happen. It's like you wanted it, right? You wanted it. God wouldn't let this happen. It's not happening. But you can have any perception that you want. So you give yourself the the, a world where God is absent. Basically, a world where and God's not really absent because it's held within God. It's not. It's not separate. So that's why miracles can and do occur all the time. Okay, that's why miracles can and do occur. But it's like this. Wanting and still wanting still. To turn the back on God. Now, how do we express that? That we're still wanting to turn our back on God. We put faith in illusions. Put faith in the rules and the laws that are not of God. Even like manifesting the type of life that you want. That's right. That's right. It's a total trap. What's that? What's that going to get you when the end is death? What are you trying to just have a good time until you die? <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> it's like, and the thing is, you're going to be having a much better time when you're not trying to make your own good time in the future. Right? And you can be having a much better time allowing this. Uh, this life to show you, to teach you who you are, instead of trying to use it. Basically, what you're doing there, Goda, is enslaving your body. It's your mind enslaving your body right now. See, because there's some life out in the future that it's got to go get. It's got to do. It's got to be burdened. See how that's an attack? Yeah. 
trying to enslave this thing instead of letting the light just come through it right now, which is healing. And that's and, and that's like that's our mistake that we keep on making over. And over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And it keeps coming up in different forms, whether it's money or relationships, food. Oh my God. It comes in the form of desire. Yeah. See, it's like you, it's like you desire things of the world. It's as if you desire these things of the world. Now it's not any problem going in the direction of the desire. It's just that going into the future tense, you're using past experience, which is the laws of the world that have been set up in your mind to try to control the future. So in that moment, you're totally like putting pressure on the body because the body is like responsible to pay, play that out now. Right. You're this responsible, it's like this responsibility, like a burden on the body. And that's what's all this clenching is all about. It's like, gosh, it just let it be free to be a, an expression of truth. See, the body being made real is what kills it. <laughs> it's like it can get you something the idea that it can get you something and its usefulness is in getting you something in the future because it's like you thinking you want this particular kind of life in the future means that you need to do something about it right now to the ego but see you're you're wanting that your desire for that can be approached in a really different way. It's like, ah, thank you. Cause the, cause when you, when the desire for it comes up right, right away, you can have the real manifestation of it that you're looking for. And that's the feeling. See? That means that's something that you can have. That's a feeling that you can embrace and experience right now if you just allow it. Exactly. Oh, that feels so good. That's how I do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just let myself have it, whatever it is. And then the the world, however that plays out, that that um gives me more and more opportunity to receive more. I receive more of that uh, comfort, joyful, happy, loving, extending feeling. And that's through the manifestation. That's through the body sense. That's really the first manifestation. The things that you seem to see on the sur- surface, like your circumstances and stuff like that, that really, you know, when I say it's meaningless, it's kind of an understatement because it, it, that's not the real experience. The experience you're having is sensory. It's like a sensation. You know, it's not just the five senses that we learn about in school. But it's like a full body sense. That's the real experience. 
where things seem to be placed, your living circumstance, how much money you have, who your partner is. None of that stuff is the real is really the experience. Okay. That's like more, that's that's more for story. So it's like a story to justify how you feel. See? So that's that stuff is so nothing that you can just relax and let it take care of itself. It's really like you've got a field and these are props used to explain how you feel and the feeling reacting to the apparent choice you made to turn your back on God. Exactly. I keep reminding myself of that too, that nothing in the world justifies how I feel. And even having that vision with like a guy making me a fire every night, I know that that's not the real justification of my happiness. Right. So, so look at, you can take that though, that desire, that guy, fire, all that stuff, because that's, you know, you could use something like that to see how you want to feel. And this is how you deserve to feel. It just doesn't really have anything to do with the guy in the fire. That's not a reality. You're just using that. You, you can have a physical manifestation of it or an imaginary manifestation of it. Those are both the same. Right there, because they're used in the same way. Like your mind doesn't really like make a distinction between whether it's uh, occurring, uh, occurring in your imagination or in the uh, or in the world. I mean, the ego will come in and make a ma- and make a manifestation or make a uh, make a distinction, and you pursue that and make a distinction. But in the moment where you're getting a sense, okay, there's this nice looking guy and a fire and here I am, here's the whole scene. I've got the scene, uh, how, it, how it feels. That feeling right there is, it's what you're deserving. And beyond that, I mean, that's what you can conjure up great. And beyond that, but none of those things, you're only using those to bring it up, to let yourself see how good you can feel and how good you deserve to feel right now. So it's not like, see, see where, where, where a lot of people kind of like shoot, shoot themselves in the foot is try not to think about that because they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to feel that good. You know, if you seem to have a desire for that and that's coming up, Oh, thank you. It's not like you have to dwell on it all day, but you let yourself get that and go, oh yeah, I am worthy of that feeling like all the time. And it it like helps you. It tunes you in. It lets you know that, yeah, you can have that feeling anytime. And anytime you get away from it, you can just like, uh, you could just like imagine that same scene again. I mean, it's like you can say, I'm so grateful that I could imagine some scene so I can get this really good feeling right now and know what I'm deserving of. It's like right? a visual it's, meditation practice. It is, but the scene itself doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not what's giving it to you. That's the trick. And that's what people are saying about the detachment too. You've heard about detachment, right? 
Of course. Right. So, so that's the thing when you know you're the detachment can't be there unless you're, you know, you're willing to see that you actually don't want that scene. It's usefulness is right now, actually. So it can show you what you're worthy of and what you're, and, and really what, how, how you can feel right now. When you bring that feeling, as you go through the particulars of you, of your life, you relate with people in a way that's sweet and loving and not defensive. So the defensiveness comes from thinking a certain way about yourself. When you allow yourself to be, uh, be free to feel as good as you can possibly feel right now, that's what you're sharing with people, that allowance for them to also feel good. Exactly. And, you know, at the same time, this is not about avoiding your upset feelings or what people are calling the, the darkness or anything like that. Um, when those arrive, when those uh, arise, that's perfect. The other thing about those upset feelings is they're just kidding about being upset in the first place. Because you when when you go into that, oh, that's pure bliss, too. It's like it's all bliss. It's all giving you for bliss. It's just that when you get into, I think I know what I want in this life. I think I know what kind of relationship I want. I think I know what, you know, I think I know what I want. And I think I have to pursue it. That's where you get embroiled with the ego. Right. And that's where things start going shitty where I don't like, I don't like doing business. Who in their right mind would like doing business? <laughs> Gosh. But is it still okay to just have those thoughts and then release them? Well, everything's okay. But I think what you're asking is something else. Yeah, I heard it right. When I, I don't asked it. I don't like doing business. It's like good thing I don't need to do any business. <laughs> it's a good thing I've never done any business. Yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. Right? You you know, you, you can't be released from the thoughts unless you're willing to see the truth, unless you do see the truth about it. How are you going to get released from that when it says, I, I don't like doing business and yet I fucking find myself doing business? <laughs> How are you going to get released from that? See, you think you're actually, you need to see it different. You need a reinterpretation. When yeah. you narrow it down to the moment, there's no problem with anything you seem to be doing. When you narrow it down to, I've never done anything. I'm having a dream. These are all just thoughts like floating around my head, right? Then you're actually, you're, you're actually seeing that that thought is meaningless and then you can laugh about it, right? How are you going to get released from it though when it, it's like really true to you, when you're making it really true for you? Cause you, you know, you're, you're going through and you, and you think, and this is the way I've always victimized myself too. So I know I'm totally speaking from experience. 
Like, like, how are you going to get released from that when you're making it as if you actually do that shit? Willingness. Yeah, exactly. So, so watch yourself make it how you make it meaningful. Well, it's like that, that thought, it ha- it's not a benign thought when that thought comes up and says it's meaningless, but it's not benign. Because if you, if you pursue it, you're going to, you know, you're going to be giving yourself a really upset feeling. If you deny it, right, you try to just like cover it up. If you deny it, same thing. It's going toward freaking a face wet with tears. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's going toward a wet face. (laughs) Either way. So instead, allow it and allow yourself to see that it's meaningless. You need to see that it's meaningless. How do you see that it's meaningless? Always you bring it to the truth. What's the truth? You've never done anything. So how does that thought? Gosh, I really don't like, well, that's good. You've never done anything. Exactly. Yeah. It just cuts (laughs) it right off. (laughs) Cuts it right off it's gone and you're not doing anything right now when you narrow it down no when you narrow it down to this moment there's only joy there's only joy in the present moment you're always trying to use the past to determine the future if you're upset (laughs) you're not in the present moment thank you hope but now you see what to do with that thought yeah okay good you're awesome. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're awesome. You're you're awesome because that thought's good. Oh, Akea's on right now with us. And Akea was asking, could she come when I come to your oh, place? Oh, fuck yeah. Would you like that? That'd be awesome. Akea, you're in. <laughs> Does she get her own room too? Or do we share a room? She wants to no, share. No, no, you would get your own room. We get our own room. She wants to share a room with me. Now her hands up. <laughs> Hi, Kay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just woke up from a nap. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so you're gonna visit, you're gonna visit Goda with me. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now back to wisdom dialogues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both. I love, I love you. you. Yay, aloha. Aloha. I love you both and you're both muted. (laughs) You guys are awesome. I know we'll just get sidetracked during wisdom dialogues. I like to use the time. I know I could be a little bit of a stickler like that. (laughs) And shaking her head. She's like, nope. There's like, nope, I really love wisdom dialogues. So another way that we deny the present, deny the present moment, deny reality, however you want to say it, is making it like there are cures for what ails us in the world. And that's, you know, including essential oils. And I sell essential oils, (laughs) miraclebotanicals.com. It's like, it's all... um, 
it's all just making us, it's like, it's like we're using the power of our mind to make illusion, to make a substitute. It's like a substitute illusion. That is not a cure. A substitute illusion is not a cure. Only, only cure there is, is seeing the truth. You know, that could also be called salvation. Um, that's the only cure that there really is. So, um, you know, we get the, the impression, you know, things get hurt and things heal. Nothing heals because nothing was really hurt. So you can even say like, let's take the case of where I bust up my ankle. Right. Um, and my ankle was really bust up. Like you couldn't walk around on it. <laughs> like, you know, and then, and then over time, it seems to get better and better and better and better. And now it's like that shit never happened. Right. That's what we call healing, but that's not healing. That's not actually healing. So the, the body itself, it's never unhealed. Okay. Cause the way we perceive it, it's not a reality. We do have a real body, but this is not, not it. Okay. Cause it's not something that can be hurt or anything like that. So we get the sense like, Oh, it healed. It didn't heal. It's a replacement. It's one illusion replaced for another illusion. The body is still on this mental trajectory toward death until we actually see through it. Okay. Um, And there's not any shame in dying or anything like that. There isn't dying anyways, but there's not any shame in the illusion of dying or anything. The way these bodies are is they're set in motion um, from the ego's perspective, just to be punished and die. Okay. From the spirit's perspective, they're sent in motion for awakening. And as soon as it's not maximally beneficial for everyone involved, for that body to keep being made manifest, it's laid aside. Okay. So it's not a problem, but it's like, it's not like, Oh, that, uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't be the worst thing if I die or whatever. Um, no, it's like, you know, willing to being willing to be, um, uh, to be extending love is even willing to this to lay down the body. If that happens to be the case, you know, it's not a problem. It's not like it's a problem. We are, um, we are sharing the same goal, which is to ultimately see through the illusion of a vulnerable, a vulnerable body, sickness, death, all that thing. It's not, but it's not a guilty thing. If you get the sense of it, when you get the sense of sickness and you get the sense of death, just use it for what it's for. You know, this is a psychological thing, whether you seem to be seeking any cure, let's say, um, let's say you, um, Use an antibiotic that just popped into my mind. Let's say you thought you had an infection, and so you found yourself at the hospital and you were using the doctors and the staff as a device to tell you that you need antibiotics. And then you you took the antibiotics. None of that really means anything. It's did you put faith in the antibiotics and would you be willing to be released from that? Would you be willing to put, you know, the way that is, is you just put your faith in the only thing that's true, that the only thing that can cure 
what ails you is the truth, not a pill, not an antibiotic, not anything like that. At the same time, it's not bad to use magic to make illusions. You're just acknowledgement that it is a magic trick. You're covering an illusion, or you can say exchanging an illusion with another illusion. It's temporary. The illusion of health is temporary, and the illusion of sickness is temporary. Neither one of them really happened. Okay, so it's not it's not a bad thing. And um, what we do is we use it in a way where we put faith and hope into remedies. You don't need to do that. It's your mind making illusions. Think of it really when you just change your perspective of it, that makes all the difference. It's not a matter of what you seem to be doing. You just change your perspective on it and that's it. it you know, then it takes on a healing purpose. Okay. Then even like, let's say, going to the doctor and getting some shots. Let's say you're getting some, some shots. Oh, I don't know. What's the, uh, maybe you're getting a blood in- infusion. My sister seemed to have had one of those a couple of days ago. Uh, maybe you're getting a whole blood infusion, whatever it is. None of that stuff, stuff matters. It's that you notice that there's no power in it. All you're doing is exchanging illusions and that you would use This really comes to a willingness. You would use all these circumstances to see that you're only projecting sickness and you never left your perfect state. That's your state of perfection where your body doesn't decay, for instance. Okay, you never really left that state. You're only imagining that you have. That really has no effect. And that's why you can see a miracle in the moment. And in one moment, at some point in time, you're actually going to see through these veils and immediately see everyone and everything in perfection. Okay, so the only thing that's needing to be purified here is the sight. It's like there's veils over the vision so we can't get a a true perception of ourselves. We're getting all the perception that we get of other people too. Uh, um, Even when you get a perception of a person maybe having an injury, when you get a perception of a person having an injury, you know where that perception came from, right? It's kind of like, oh, whoops, sorry about that. I know you're not really injured. (laughs) You know, it's like you, you, your willingness to see that the injury is projected at some point in time. That's when you're going to see instantaneous healing. Right now, we're just in a purification mode. That's what it seems like to me. When I say we, I mean me. We're all on a, uh, we're all on a uh, lonely journey through our our imagined misbelief. It's like we imagine that we did something against heaven, against creation. We're all each on a lonely journey through this. Now, the way we join while we're on this journey is where we extend the truth. So that's what what would be called like in, in A Course in Miracles. For those of you who are on to A Course in Miracles, you certainly don't have to be um, to get this, but it's like, uh, 
It's, it's like, that's how you extend what's true. It's like you get the perception that someone's injured and you're willing to, to see that you've just made it that way. That's not really true. That injury is not really present. You know, when you're willing to see and your mind gets purified to a certain extent, you're not going to be able to uh, lay your eyes, cast your eyes on this on any kind of issue, like any kind of injury or sickness or deformity or even aging, rotting. Sometimes I look at bodies and it looks like they're fucking rotting. It's like, what the heck are kind of illusions are we giving ourselves here? And and really, I, I bring it back to me. What? Why would I want that person to look like they're fucking rotting right now? Right. And I know it's coming from my own mind and I'm not seeing them properly. You know what the ego wants you to do? And the ego wants you to find out why they're rotting in the physical sense and try to avoid it yourself. What some people do is get a a diet, a certain diet. Oh, this is going to prevent me from having that rotting shit going on in my body. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I like to observe, like I'll, I'll watch like what kind of interpretation am I getting off of this? It says nothing about the person to, to me, that person is pristine. Okay. I'm the one making the mistake and it's kind of like I'm playing into their, from their perspective too. They're also making a mistake about who they are. That's not really my concern. I'm only here to extend the truth so that they can see the truth with their inner guide. You know, for me, just allowing it for myself is enough because they are me actually. See, so that allows it from that perspective with our shared, we all the same inner guide with our shared inner guide, showing them how to see, right? Just like I've allowed myself to be guided on how to see. So when I'm when I'm observing something that's not worthy of me and you know by extension not worthy of my friends either like if there's they seem to be in some difficult way or something like that I don't really believe it it's only for play right now that being said I was just having a block party with a really fun um a really cu- fun couple of friends of mine and one of my friends you know it seemed like he was having trouble being on the floor. So it's like, it's like, if it seems like you're having trouble being on the floor, okay, I know you're just kidding. You don't have any trouble being on the floor. It's not like you've ever lost any of your spryness or anything like that. At the same time, hey, you know, it's okay to do that in a bed. You can be super comfortable, right? We don't have to try to um, push through the manifestation when something seems difficult, oh, it shouldn't, it's not like, oh, it shouldn't be that this way. It shouldn't be that this guy has a hard time getting down and up on the floor. It's not like that. It's not like it shouldn't be that way. It's that it actually isn't that way. That we're both really both making it up and we're sharing an experience as if this person is having trouble getting up off the floor. So in just my um, willingness to see that that's not really the case, right? There's a lightness to it. It's like, Hey, you don't have to be on the floor. We don't have to do that. Right there. Cause there was a sense. And I noticed, uh, a, a reflected sense back to me 
like it's shameful that he or it's or or it's terrible or a sense of dread almost like wow it's really downhill from here isn't it <laughs> and i go look the bed is a starting point really you're going to see that you're you're going to see that you're actually really spry you're going to see that you're going to see that you can actually like come to the floor anytime you want and jump back up Okay, this is just a starting point. This is just to tune you in so you can see how you're holding yourself in a way, right? Because we're the way we're holding ourselves, like if we're holding ourselves out as if we're uh, um, not as mobile, like maybe there's like a kink in the neck and you can't turn your neck all the way. You know, I experienced that for a couple of hours, like a few days ago, you know, like, oh, uh, it seems like I can't move my neck. That's fine. Go get a block, stick it under there, lay on it for a couple minutes. Uh, Maybe it was like 45 minutes. (laughs) It felt good. And then it disappeared. Did I trade one illusion for another? Yes. And in the process of that, that's like a magic trick. Okay. I'm going to take a block and I'm going to release and I'm going to get released. Okay. That part of it, the physical part of it is a magic trick. Also, it's used for healing because when I'm relaxed on that block, it's not like I need to do anything. I'm just allowing release to occur, right? All I'm doing is getting my getting enough pressure so I could be aware of where the release needs to occur and allowing release to occur. Allowing release to occur, allowing those grips to occur that are manifesting in the physical sense, just in allowing them to occur that is actually healing because in that moment the mind is is using a thought to grip there that's a thought that's gripping you know you can't get any release in the body sense unless you're willing that's a thought that's gripping you know i've heard some front some from some friends before that go I do not like massage because it just feels like they're rubbing up against all my resistance. It just feels like they're rubbing up against all my resistance. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to release the resistance. Like, damn right. I don't. So who, so you, you know, if you can't, you can't release, you can't release because you, you, you want to hold on to it in that case, just recognize or, you know, offer a little bit of willingness you can't really recognize without willingness. You have to be guided to it, okay? Uh, Because of the way you've been believing over and over again. So a little bit of willingness just to see that you're making it like that. It's not naturally, that's not naturally how you are, who you are. You just made it like that and you only made it so that you can have a feeling. So that feeling is like, the nectar. You know, it's like as soon as you embrace that uh, kind, of, kind of like a, a layer, it's kind of like a layer on the top. It's like, no, I don't want this. And as soon as you like allow yourself to settle in a little bit, it comes to more of a yes. Yes. I do want to see it. The resistance is like stubbornness. It's like, no, I need to make waves here. It's a, 
It's like an arrogant. I need to make this meaningful. So in order to see, it just takes that little bit. And, you know, usually you're going to be offering too much, too much willingness. Usually try too hard and kind of taking the opposite direction. This is a real gentle kind of sinking in, uh, sinking into how you feel and allowing the manifestation to just go on its own, coming back to the present moment. It's as simple as taking a breath. It really is. It's just as simple as taking a breath. And then you'll find yourself apparently doing things that are much more relaxing. You know, uh, that thought that tells you, I don't like to do business. That's not going to be productive for you if you follow that or if you try to avoid it. But the feeling that manifests with it, that's the nectar that you need to see how you can relax more right now. And it's kind of like the juice to uh, motivate you to bring that thought to the truth. To bring it into your awareness that you're not, you're never really doing anything. Even the sense that you're doing something is like these thoughts swimming around. Even any kind of, um, Symptom though, if you, if you, when you, I mean, gosh, it's so common to have any kind of symptoms, even just like a wave of nausea just like comes up from time to time, right? And it's like any kind of symptom, it's like blessing it instead of looking for something. You know, it's common thing is you get a wave of nausea, nausea, what's causing that? Like you could just relax. You'll need, you'll, you'll know what you need to know when you know it. Right. You don't have to try to look for the answer. Just like, oh, there's a wave of nausea. Maybe you have something more persistent. Maybe you have a spot. Let's say you have a spot of cancer somewhere. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) It's so persistent. It's a good one. (laughs) And, you know, uh, you've tried all these different remedies. Sometimes it gets a little bit better. Sometimes it gets a little bit worse. It just sticks around, apparently. And, you know, every time it occurs to you, just let yourself feel how that feels. Notice how that feels to get a sense like you have something that's a symptom that's there. And see if you uh, would be willing to just remind yourself that that thing's blipping in and out really fast. It's just blipping in and out of your perception really fast. It's not actually there. It doesn't have an actual cause in the world. So these little ideas that are coming up as a cause, maybe a cause in the world, maybe uh, your diet, maybe um, some habit that you have, maybe uh, EMF radiation, um, all these different sun, maybe you went in the sun a bunch, maybe you still go in the sun. Um, Any of those reasons Notice that those reasons are just a distraction. None of those reasons are true. So we make up reasons why this would be persistent and we keep on projecting it. Now, 
it doesn't mean that you should uh, avoid anything. Like if, it, if some treatment arises and it's like, oh, you, you know, this treatment would be great. You should avoid it. It doesn't matter either way. Because look, trading illusions for illusions isn't helping anything. It's like it's trying to save a body that doesn't need to be saved. It's meant to be a really comfortable and joyful experience, even the um, even going through all the illusions, even with uh, perceived pain. Because of who you are, perceived pain is transformed in a moment with your within your presence. This uh, what would I use this? What would I need this pain for? What would I need this for? It's an interpretation that you're making. And I know in the moment, I mean, I've had the experience where like uh, pain just hits so incredibly hard. And when I will take the pain and be willing to see it differently it shows it to me differently. I've had that uh, like a like an intense pain in my tailbone where it seemed like I couldn't lay there anymore. And when I was just willing to see that it's only fear, all pain is fear, to see that it's only fear, it couldn't feel that way anymore to me. It was a trip. I mean, first I went through a uh, I went through a trembling. For, for a couple minutes of like some really intense trembling, but even the trembling felt really good. It's like, whoa. And then at the end of it, there was just like comfort. And the same thing when um, I got a sense of like really intense abdominal cramps, right? Really intense abdominal cramps and like flu type stuff. I don't push it. There's a pushing that happens with people and their pain. Okay. And I, I do say, okay, your pain it's coming from your mind you're projecting it but it's not your pain as if it's actually in your body there is no body right it is the pain that you're projecting though okay so uh, so anytime uh pain arises in the body what the common person does is push there's a pushing a trying to get past it Okay, uh, almost like it's a compartmentalizing. So here's what happens when we go through pain like that. We store something. We store residue from it. Okay, it's not like a it's not like a clean transition. So pain, there's a there's a way of relating with it where you notice, oh, there it is, and you embrace it. Like it can come as a shock at first. And you notice, like for me, it'll come as, sometimes it'll come as a shock. Like when someone was cleaning out my toe that had been sliced and they put the salt water up there and I wasn't expecting uh, the kind of sensation. It was like this searing sensation. I screamed. But then once I got the sense of it, they could do it again. They could do it again. They could do it again. Um, and it was still the sensation. It was still the same, same sensation. It's not like I was numbing it out, but the sensation is like, okay, embrace. It's almost like there's an opening in the body's energy field, almost like including that sensation, not pushing it away. 
so um it's a, it's kind of like an inner movement where it's either pushing kind of like you know in childbirth the same way it's like there's a a contraction happening something's going on pain is like some kind of contraction it's like revealing showing something birthing something you could even say um and and i look at it like that because it is a lot like how i experienced childbirth just going through any kind of pain it's like you're um it's like you're embracing this child whatever whatever's being birthed through this experience and then the pain becomes purifying right not only does the pain um does the pain become purifying for the fearful thought but it also becomes purifying in a sense where you can sense the bliss beneath it i mean i've heard of people having not only painless childbirth but orgasmic childbirth that didn't occur to me i didn't get a lot of opportunity to t- opportunity to practice it either because it was my last child that this occurred on and the whole thing went so fast i was only experiencing these contractions and all this stuff for about i don't know maybe 3 hours total so uh, it's like it, it's like getting this sense i could see you know just through my experience of sensing you know the all of the all of the movement um through the apparent birth canal and everything like that how that could definitely become orgasmic just because of experience with feeling beneath that and I, and i notice how it 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 becomes like that for any kind of pain for me because the thing is the pain it, the pain for me isn't a reality in the first place so it doesn't need a physical cure it's just something i'm projecting my onto myself and it's just out of fear okay and the same thing when i get the sense of someone else in pain if i get a sense of someone else in pain there is a uh, visceral sensation in my energy field so i allow myself to embrace that okay that reaction to pain because that reaction to pain is like fear of pain and if my mind is completely uh, uh completely free of of any kind of pain i can't even perceive another person in pain so it's always back to healer heal thyself right even if there seems to be another person in pain even if i seem to be administering essential oils to that person in pain which by the way people seem to see amazing benefits from that but still i don't apply, i don't put my faith in the essential oils my faith is not in the essential oil my faith is in the truth which is that you know your awareness of the truth is the cure awareness is the cure that is the only cure now i've got my theory about why essential oils seem to be so beneficial and that is that they know the truth you know you're relating with consciousness here like they know they're vibrating as at a frequency that's way way higher than a human form the same can't be said for a prescription 
medita- medication. Okay. So both are giving you the same kind of, uh, uh, you could call it a benefit. It's not really a benefit where you're getting, uh, and you're exchanging one illusion an illusion of sickness for an illusion of health. Only when you're relating with plant medicine like that, something that's vibrating at a high frequency like that, it is also helping you uh, to see what the truth is about yourself. It's actually encouraging and facilitating true healing, like behind the scenes, behind what you think you see on the surface, you know, like behind the, you know, you like if you take my um, advanced pain and nerve formula, for instance, and you put it on, you might go, wow, that really feels a lot better uh, as soon as I put it on that really feels a lot better. Okay, great. But beneath all of that is plant medicine, which is vibrating at a high frequency. And this is a communication. We're all communicating here. And so it's facilitating. And especially if you take it in that way, you know, that like amplifies everything. If you take it in that way and you go, okay, uh, you know, it's, you're putting it on the the pain site, let's say the pain site where the pain, the pain seems to be, and you're expecting that there's probably going to be some relief from that pain too, because your mind is powerful to make illusions. But at the same time, you are willing to see that the pain is a manifestation of fear in the first place. And the essential oils, loving and kind as they are, Um, And also wise as they are, are facilitating your seeing through that. And in as much as you would be willing, all that is amplified and that's automatic. It's like you don't have a choice in whether you use any essential oils or maybe someone just like comes along and and gives you a hug and you're getting a and you're getting an inhalation of these essential oils. What you're getting is a communication. We're all in communication here. It's amazing. And when we and and when we communicate with something that's vibrating at a lower frequency, we're also communicating uh, and and you know, it's facilitating uh it's it's actually facilitating if that's where you want to go deeper into a delusion. Anything that's vibrating at a lower frequency, it's facilitating if you want at that frequency as well. So it's like, it's like when you go and you take prescription medication, or you get the sense that you are, you're not really doing it. You're getting the sense that you are, you're in communication with that thing. Your mind is in communication with that thing. But the thing isn't really a thing like that. It's a thing as far as an energetic play. Right? So it's like, as if would you put your faith in this thing? As you put your faith in this thing. So watch yourself when you're having a, and you know, I've gone through this myself. I have experienced myself. Like I've been, I think it was like six years ago where I went to a naturopathic doctor thinking that I needed like, like, you know, and I was laughing at myself while I was going through it. Cause it's like, yeah, apparently I'm thinking that I'm missing like these, um, uh, that I'm missing these drugs in my system. And when I get these drugs in my system, it's going to make myself feel better. Right. Apparently that's what, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, and just 
noticing and going through the situation and being in the communication with it, being in that vibe with it, and also being guided by your higher guide. So for me, in my case, you know, everything that I did to try to get to go through this with a, a, a conventional doctor in medicine, hormones, I was taking hormones too, because apparently you're supposed to have hormones. Otherwise, once you get to be around 50 year old, years old, at least according to this doctor, you're freaking tore back because you don't have the hormones, right? So, <laughs> so I'm on these hormones and stuff. And then I get the sense that wow, this is like not for me anymore. I'm done. I learned what I needed to learn through this. This is not for me. And then I'm just like off of it. And you know, the doctors who I know I set up, I'm using them as a device to convince my mind that I need these things. They're freaking out. They're going, you can't just cold turkey, get off of all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that was the, that was the cold, clear guidance. And how do I know it's the guidance? Joy, once again. It just comes in and it's like, it's like, oh, this is what it is. Uh, I'm just like cold turkey. I had like, I was taking like handfuls of stuff. And they're like, you can't just do it like that. You're going to be in trouble. And it's like, well, you know, uh, that's what the guidance is. I just trust the guidance, you know, and there's not really anything else to say about that. I know, I understand you got those concerns. And, and, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, there's, a healing in my mind about these things being true. And even that I, that I needed anything. It's like, I went through a phase where I felt like, oh man, uh, things don't seem to be working properly. And next thing you know, I'm seeing a, a doctor and I'm taking all these apparent drugs and stuff. And then it seems like things are working even worse. Right. And then all of a sudden, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm quit cold, cold Turkey. And feel like a new woman. What went on there? A shift in the mind. You know, I couldn't, for me, I couldn't maintain faith in the pills. It just couldn't work for me. You know, at first, when I first started taking them, I had the faith in them, but then I just couldn't maintain faith in them. Um, Because it wasn't a, it wasn't what I wanted to do to myself. I didn't want to have faith in a thing that's a the and and something you have to be on for the rest of your life. I'm like I don't want, want to do that. So that was just like a manifestation of this is not worthy of you. I just kept on feeling worse and worse and worse until I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take pills for the rest of my life, and I don't have to. That's a that's a joke. course I would of course I've never done anything and even if I did get the perception of taking pills for the rest of my life it wouldn't matter but the idea that I needed to was manifesting very quickly and as just like nope wrong path wrong path how do I navigate looking at the lab results seeing in the physically in this physically, the apparent disease and choosing to not follow doctor's orders or procedures because I believe it is not real. Okay, how do I navigate? When you start with how do I navigate, okay? So you're, you're, you're trying to escape the present moment, okay? So looking at lab re- results, seeing 
uh, apparent disease, choosing not, you're not choosing not to follow and let it be from moment to moment. Hmm. What's he going to do? Let it be from, from moment to moment. Joy. Hmm. What's this guy going to do? That's not even you. I just realized we're not on chat. This chat settings aren't on on Zoom. I'm going to put them on for you guys. I know everyone likes that. And I like it too. Okay. What are the... There we go. Everyone? Everyone. All right. Now you guys can chat. (laughs) Had that off for like the first hour and a half. Thanks, Niall, for writing something on Facebook. That's that's what called it to my attention. So... Yeah, the lab results are meaningless. Um, The medicine, the doctor's orders, the procedures, all of that stuff is meaningless. So your your mind is automatically like ticking along, gathering all this information and you in knowing that this is funny. This is that you're that you're seeing something like this and it's fun and funny. And also it's healing. It is healing. Right. You, You if you use it that way, it is. Hooray. If you use it for healing, then it's healing. All right. And it's fun. Right. So it's healing and it's fun. You're listening. You're noticing how you feel. You're looking at the lab results. You're noticing how you feel. And it's like, hmm, what is he going to do? So you don't have a choice in whether you follow the orders or procedures or not. Okay. Just knowing that they're, uh, they're following your, you're being given that whole scenario is for you to heal your mind. Okay. And true healing is basically salvation. That's the goal. Salvation is the goal through it. It's to see that there's no way that, you know, a holy son of God could have symptoms or a diagnosis or anything like that. And when you see that and you know it for sure, that's when you're going to see instant healing. You'll just see instant healing and you just know it for sure. Okay. So this is the purification process when you're aware that that's the truth but you don't fully believe it. And you can tell you don't fully believe it because you think you freaking see things that aren't possible. And those things that you think you see are giving you an opportunity to further purify the guilty self-concept. That's all it's being given, being given for. Okay. So there's no right or wrong in that. You can't, uh, You can't screw it up one way or another. And you know what? Sickness is a manifestation of thinking that you can screw it up. We like to lay that on ourselves. Like even start with little kids. Don't make that face. It might stay that way. Right? A moment on the hips is a life or a moment on the lips is a lifetime on the hips, for instance. Right. Don't smoke or you might make your teeth brown. You might give yourself gum disease. No, it's not like that. You can't have any of those symptoms for real. You can only have them in a dream. 
and you believing that you caused it by something you did in the dream gives it reality and makes it presently unhealable in your view because of your commitment. Okay. If you believe there is a good reason, like even, you know, even in uh, this exercise I've been doing lately, they call it block therapy. They talk about uh, their injuries that they got a long time ago and how those injuries are still playing out right now. No, they're not. You're never going to release it that way. You're never going to be released from that in that way. Making like that pain is a cause is caused by the injury. You're never going to get a cure. If it's caused by that, if it has a cause, then that persists. If it has a real cause, that persists. I noticed one of my friends, uh, a sweetie pie in the community, went through some cancer and um, had surgery for it. And, you know, now she feels motivated that she wants to clean up her diet to try to prevent the cancer from coming back. Do you see how guilty this is? It's as if your diet was fucked up in the first place. As if there was something wrong with your diet, as if you did this to yourself by physically doing things. No, you did do it to yourself, but it was 100% psychological. And when you mind fuck yourself even further to say that you caused it by actions that you seem to do in the world or habits that you had. Other than your thinking habits, thinking against yourself. You make that thing concrete because now it's supported. So my advice, if you find yourself going through something like that and doctors are telling you, you got to change your diet. Thank you for letting me know is good. You don't need to take it any further than that. I mean, really like energetically it's like, thank you. I appreciate your concern. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you for looking out for me like that, for me like that. You don't need to get, to get defensive about it, but just in your mind, in your psychology, if you're aware that that's part of the illusion, that's part of the play, that's one of the tricks to get you to believe that you caused this because you did shit wrong in the world. And you set that whole thing into play to make it as if you can do things wrong in the world to cause something to occur. Isn't that fun? And, you know, if cancer is popping up, that's because that manifestation is actually man maximally healing for everyone involved. So why is there resistance to going through it again? <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like, say I find myself in, uh, in the hospital for surgery for cancer. Okay. Say I find myself in a hospital for surgery. What am I there for? Healing 
with all these doctors. I'm not going to try to use them as a device to tell me some stupid shit. If I hear them tell me some stupid shit, I'm just going to overlook that stupid shit and be grateful. Right? I'm not going to be trying to use them like that. I'm going to be using the whole thing for healing. That's what it's for. So I don't have to try to avoid going there if that's what it's fucking for. And it's not going to, I'm not going to find myself in that circumstance unless it's maximally healing. So it's not like I'm telling the ego, bring it on ego. It's not like that. It's like just a, just a calm knowing that whatever occurs is maximally healing for me and for everyone involved. So I don't have to try to avoid anything. So that means if I get the sense that I was in the hospital, I really, it doesn't happen. But if I get the sense I was in the hospital, I had some surgery and they told me that I had to eat better. The first thought that probably occurred to me is why the fuck would I try to stay out of this? Why would I try to get out of this? Right. But to me, it occurs to me because I'm open to that interpretation. It doesn't mean it necessarily has to be shared with the hospital staff. You know, I'll know if it's if it does get shared, though, that it was what was maximally beneficial, just like the cancer or whatever it is. You get cut out that week. <laughs> knows man some people go and they're like getting their gallbladder cut off and I yeah they're like yeah I just got my gallbladder cut out apparently you don't need one of those and like well fuck that's awesome <laughs> you went to the doctor and you're like doc I got this pain over here and I'll, oh where is it oh it's in my gallbladder oh I'll just take that fucker out that should be good <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Apparently, none of the parts mean anything, anyways. Sometimes it's nice to just be quiet, huh? I love that feeling. Maybe you're walking with someone or you're just in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden it goes quiet. For the most part, people seem to get uncomfortable with that, like uncomfortable. It's like, we have to fill the space. We have to fill it with some kind of words or something like that. And that's not saying that, you know, you should try to not talk. That's not what it's saying at all. It's just in noticing when there's a space of quiet, how 
lovely that is. And also how the mind, the way it's been conditioned, sees that as a threat. Right. So there's, it's kind of like this movement just to fill the empty space with saying something. If you look underneath that sense, like something has to happen. It's really like a a sense of threat, a sense of being threatened. A a lot of people might not recognize that at once, but that's okay. Um, It's a sense that you're threatened and, oh my God, what is this silence, right? Uh, But when you get beneath that, it's like, oh, this is not threatening. Being quiet is sweet. It's peaceful. Even just a little bit of quiet between your sentences. Being quiet is peaceful. And then it makes the sounds, the words that are spoken, that much more impactful and meaningful. And one way to practice that is just thought will occur to you. And this goes on for me all day long. Sometimes it'll come out of my mouth and sometimes it won't. I don't mind either way. It's just fun game. A lot of the times things come out of my mouth and I immediately laugh laugh afterwards just because I just think it's funny that it came. Like, why the fuck did I just say that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But just watching and how a thought will occur to you, you know, um, just out of, it'll be like out of the blue, out of context. And it'll be like, oh, and then it seems like you just have to share that and, um, and note, just notice it helps you to see like all these different topics that your mind will run to all the time. And notice when you're in the shower, that's a really good place. I, I mentioned that a lot because your, uh, your hands aren't busy doing something that, you probably consider that productive. I mean, of course, taking a shower is productive, but, you know, just like relaxing or it can be seen as productive. Nothing's really productive. Just like relaxing under the water and let yourself kind of like relax in it and take some breaths there. Um, Maybe you're not cleaning for a few minutes. Maybe you're just like relaxing in the warmth and um, getting a breath and just use that moment for a few moments. Just watch what thoughts cross your mind and seem to be important. And, you know, you can even like say, okay, for a couple minutes in the shower, any thoughts that occur to me, I'm just going to be aware of them and I'm not going to jump on them. Now, when you're got an untrained mind, you're probably going to find yourself jumping on them anyways, but just your willingness to look in that direction over time, your mind will get trained. It will. Okay. This is not really, some people might look at it as training the ego. I don't know. I don't really look at it like that because I don't look at it like the ego can ever be trained, you know, because it's just like energy of fear. What what do you want to train that for? You know, so, so it's more like you get this overview over where your thoughts are going and you just stop following them. You know, you could just set, uh, set like even two minutes, if it's not the shower or something else um, where you're just going to watch them and just notice what they are without, without analyzing them, without chasing them or anything like that. 
that's really all it is because then you don't have to run on these streams because what happens is these thoughts pop up and they take you on a little ride and then another one will just pop up and it'll take you on a little ride and you won't get a break in between them and that's why it seems like you need to fill up the space with something you know some people listen to music they need to fill the space of silence with something people listen to music or need to put the TV on or feel like they need to make conversation. Um, That's just this unwillingness to see it's all distraction. It's unwillingness to see where your mind is running constantly. Okay. So it's just being gentle about that. That's why I'm saying, man, if you're just starting out or you're, or, or let's say you feel like you've fallen off the wagon, let's say just start with two minutes. Right. Or you just say, sit there for two minutes. You might like it. You might, you might extend that, or you might do two minutes more often throughout the day, just to see, just in a playful way. I just want to see, will I get distracted in two minutes? You know, maybe you're going to go, okay, let's just try 30 seconds. Let's see if I get to, let me set the timer and see if I get distracted in, in 30 seconds. Let me see if I could just like feel what I feel and be in the silence for 30 seconds. And then you got, you get to see like how powerful this thing is that you're setting in motion. That's thinking over and over. And it's thinking that the same things over and over again, it's actually thinking the same life over and over again. Okay. And then, and then with this overview, you can, it it feels good to actually uh, be able to know with this overview. Oh yeah. I like that one because when it comes to pursuing thoughts, you are choosing you're choosing and covering it up really fast to pursue it. So you don't even know you made the choice. It's like it just grabbed you. I mean, I've I've experienced where it's like, I, I, I'm like, it feels like a train just hit me and then it's still dragging me behind it, right? Just like, but really, no, it's, it's not like that. It seems like that, but it's not like that. You actually make a choice and it gets covered up really fast. It gets a choice and then veiled. So this thing is moving really fast, kind of like, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You guys see that movie? And uh, and, and he says something about, and it always stuck out to me. You know, this is like an 80s movie. So I saw it a long time ago. Always stuck out to me about how he said, said something like, life is coming at you fast. And I'm like, coming at you fast. I'm pretty sure that's the way he said it. It was something like that. And I just got like a glimpse of it just like coming. Not like we're doing anything. Like it's really like, uh, kind of like what I'm saying, these things are like sw- almost like swimming around your head, right? All these experiences, all these circumstances, all these thoughts. It's really like just it's and it's coming really fast. So uh, it's, it's like we can't fathom all of the things that we're actually interpreting and making and and trying to make sense of underneath the scenes. We don't even we're, we're not even aware of how fast this is going. So that's why I say, man. You don't have to like do some big time meditation. Just like give yourself like 30 seconds to see what's coming up. And it's not like you have to do anything about it. Just noticing that this thing is a mechanism that's at play all the time. And you're making a choice all the time to follow it. Either that or you're getting silence. And you're being really present and you're feeling a lot of joy. Because it's either like a choice to uh, for that to be present and feel a lot of joy and 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 be in in bliss mode, or it's pursuing thoughts 
that you're making a choice between those are alternatives, really. And, you know, they, they're the same two choices I talk about. Sometimes I label them love and fear, right? Sometimes I label them truth and illusion. That's what mostly A Course in Miracles usually calls it truth and illusion. It's the same thing as love and fear. It's the same thing as pursuing thoughts or allowing you to bask yourself to bask in the presence. That's all you're really choosing between all the time with all these apparent choices. That's why I say, uh, you know, whatever kind of uh, treatment, cure, physical thing you're going for doesn't matter at all. It's just what would you use it for? Because you're always being faithful to something. You're either being faithful to a make-believe worldly cure or you're being faithful to the truth that there's the only cure, the only thing that can really be a cure is the truth, okay? So the truth is that the cure is the truth. Another way of saying that, the truth is that the cure is salvation, okay? So you're saved from the misbelief that you could possibly have a body that could be sick or or harmed. That's ultimately the cure that you want for your mind. So watch where you're putting your faith and see if you would be willing to put your faith in something that can actually deliver you true results instead of putting your faith into illusions in the world that you're only just propping up to help you deceive yourself into thinking you got healed. See? We're guaranteed this healing that I'm speaking of. We're guaranteed it. I don't know for sure if um, if I would uh, if I'm going to perceive it in this lifetime. You know, it's whatever's maximally healing. I don't even mind. Like I'm, I know I can't go without you guys because I I projected everyone here as if they are on a trajectory toward death and also um, that their bodies are vulnerable. So I, I know I can't go without you guys. I got to be able to see all of you completely pure and innocent before I can uh, escape the dream life without laying down a body. In fact, laying down a body isn't an escape at all. Okay, it's only like a temporary um, reprieve. And see, the thing is, it's interesting, this reprieve, it's like kind of like hard to wrap your mind around that because uh, it's like when your body uh, is laid down at the end of a lifetime, um, you know, you're aware that there's no such thing as time all of a sudden. (laughs) So you got to reprieve basically for eternity, but you still are holding the guilty self-concept. Death doesn't help you get rid of that. And apparent death doesn't help you get rid of that. You're still holding the guilty self-concept. So manifestation is uh, is something that you have to do. You just can't help it. And you know, here it is. When you go into manifestation too, the place you're coming from when you're coming into manifestation, it reminds me of a dolphin. It's like you're excited to go into this soupy, uh, uh, soupy mess of vulnerability. You know, you're excited to go through it because of it being maximally healing. 
And you can help yourself through these manifestations that look gruesome. I mean, you know, uh, things dying with things dying and all this stuff through this. I mean, you know, of course, there's beauty in life, too. Uh, You can't have just all torture and hell and all that stuff. That's how it is. And, uh, And, you know, in an illusory life. In a illusory life, there has to be beauty. Otherwise, you wouldn't even like start going through it or anything. You wouldn't even be be inspired to uh, make another movement in it if there isn't any beauty. And you just like forget about it, right? Because that's who you are. All the beauty that you get a perception of in this world, though, that's you reflected. Okay, this world that you pro- you projected, it's all based on fear. That's why everything's vulnerable. That's why everything decays and everything like that. It's basically, that's a nightmare. Okay. It could also be called hell. It's been called hell too. And there's different degrees that we seem to experience in it. But, you know, that it's all just, it's all just fluctuating up and down, up and down, up and down. It's not like you're, um, you're going to be like saved from these hellish, hellish experiences by doing something. You know how you're saved through it. You know how you're saved is acknowledgement of the truth. That changes everything. Even if you're getting a a sense of the deepest dread right now, okay? Even if you're getting a sense of the deepest dread, things seem horrific. Let's say everyone is against you, okay? Let's say someone wants to kill you. I got that from a friend like a couple months ago. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? That's great. I love it. And you get the sense like like this, if you get a sense like that and you laugh at, and you're able to laugh with that as such a deep healing. And it, really, it, all it takes is the slightest willingness. We put ourselves into these uh, extreme situations. So I want to share with you someone I met um, this week, um, met this woman and, you know, she was a sweet thinking that she had to uh, do something about a family member who told her she, she, she's her only hope. The family member said, this is a close family member. You're my only hope. You have to get me out of this. What I got myself into apparently. Right. So the person she had been crying for, uh, looks like she'd been crying for months. You know, you can just kind of tell someone's like carrying this crying vibe, right? And the solution, it was like so unbelievable for her. The solution was just like so unbelievable. And it's basically, hey, you know what? You got it wrong. Your mom doesn't need your help. Like, not like that. She needs you to demonstrate to her that she's okay. That she needs your demonstration that she's okay. Because it's like, you know, when a family member comes, like, let's say it's your mom. Mom, this is a horrible situation. I need you. I need your help. So the person feeling like they don't have the resources or the wherewithal to do it and all this pressure on them, they're just crying constantly. I'm like no good to anyone, right? Of course, it's maximally healing because of what it's for. So we can see, right? So we're like, yeah, bitching, you've been crying all this time. It's awesome, right? So 
it's like whether you're physically finding yourself helping the person out or not, the biggest help you could be to them is your willingness to see that they don't need it. They don't need your help. Okay. It it sounds, it's, it sounds like counterintuitive, right? But in your seeing that they are a hundred percent whole, your willingness to see that they're a hundred percent whole and don't actually need you. You're letting yourself get released. You're building strength in the spirit. In that way, any help that you extend is going to be truly helpful. Right. And, and you're not obligated or bound to do anything. You've never done anything. But anything your body seems to be used to help this person out, it's going to be truly helpful. Otherwise, it's really an attack. Look, if you help a person out from a perspective like they need your help, it's an attack on your own mind. Okay? It makes you vulnerable. And it facilitates their vulnerability. So it's like projecting. Um, how am I doing on battery? 8%. That's probably going to last me these next eight minutes. So we're doing good. Uh, ah, thank you, Asana. I love you. You're so cute. Such a sweetheart. Some of my friends are getting into talking lately, which I love. I'm seeing people do videos and stuff like that. That's really sweet. Um, And I know that when you're doing that, you're like looking for feedback. You're looking for people's feedback. Look it. When it comes to speaking from the heart, speaking like that, let it be a a joy in itself. Okay. Because it's really uplifting when you're allowing your heart to be open and, uh, and, and just the letting the energy of the spirit just move you. Okay. So that's the vibe to be in whenever you're speaking with people, you're going to find yourself wavering in and out of that because of self-doubt. Self-doubt is going to tell you that you're responsible for this, whatever it is that you're sharing. And in feeling like you're responsible for this, that's, what's going to have you waver and feel like, Oh no, any, any, what do they think about me going back to see who likes it and doesn't like it, all that kind of stuff. That's all just feeding the ego. See the blessing in teaching is the joy in the moment. Okay. It doesn't really matter. And you get into, am I doing good enough? Anything like that? Let yourself enjoy it. That's what's good. And so the more you allow yourself to enjoy it, the easier it is, the smoother it goes. Your peeps are going to find you. That's just how it goes, right? You're just automatically connected with your peeps, all right? Um, and, and you know, at first, like like for me at first, I didn't automatically start speaking at first. I was started out like um, writing, and a lot of you are probably doing that. You write things to people on Facebook and stuff. Well, you know, I always like to spike, spice it up. I like to push the envelope. You know, I don't like to just like give people whatever they expect and stuff like that. Um, I just like to, I, I just like to push the envelope and get some, even get reactions, even get triggered reactions from people. Um, so, you know, and, and, and sometimes that's how it's, that's how it needs to be. And you know, if it is like that, that's how it needs to be. So if you're getting any kind of triggered reactions from people or anything like that, just let that be the case. 
And, and, you know, the triggered reaction for people really helps you to see through that you're only projecting them like that. And they're just kidding. Okay. They're really just kidding. Um, so it was so sweet when, uh, when the, when the person recognized that, oh my goodness, my family member is a hundred percent powerful. And I've been playing into this, like now I'm burdened and gosh, why can't I just have a regular normal life right on to take care of someone that's whatever. The thing is, you don't do anything. You're going to see that your life is so magical. So, so magical. You know, you, you, everything that everything that you seem to do when it's done in this state of presence and gratitude, it's all so healing. That's the healing more, more than it's the only thing that's healing. It's not even more than I don't know why I started to go there. It's the only thing that's healing because like any kind of medicine or essential oil or anything like that, it's just uh, it's only on the surface of things, okay? It's the deeper meaning, the deeper wisdom. That's the real healing. And that's what's bringing us to that point in time where grace just takes over and we can see everything truly. We see these bodies and we see even this earth as it is. The earth isn't being victimized at all. Earth is powerful. And, 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 you know, and loving and kind and gentle. Okay. There's no such thing as volcanoes that burn away part of the earth. Come on a ball of fire in the middle. That's burning hurricanes. Oh my gosh. It's like, uh, we're just, we're just playing out an, an, an illusory dream. And it's like when we're willing to see earth also, as the as the perfection that it is and you know i the reason i don't say she about earth not usually i don't say she i don't assign a sex to it i don't see a vagina on it and if i do i also see a penis there it's like all the same right um we make that stuff up we make that stuff meaningful none of us are really any genders anyways so it, it's fun i i have fun with that with that new thing about uh uh, them, they, and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that is great. I think it's hilarious because it's like, it's like, okay, now we're acknowledging that we're actually genderless. This is great. I love it. And you know what? If you were one, you could just switch to the other one because it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> of course, you know, in the game, in the show, people are trying to make it matter still, right? That's the part, that's the part where all the conflict is coming in because people are still trying, trying to make it matter. They're not like, okay, yeah, we're just playing with this stuff. This is just an illusion. They're actually trying to make it matter. And I demand that you call me a freaking chick, even though it looks like I'm a dude, <laughs> you know, and then people start getting all anxious and stuff like that. But it, like that kind of stuff, I don't even, I don't even mind. Someone tells me, uh, Hey, I know I may look like a guy, but I'm actually a girl. So I want you to refer to me as her or whatever. I'm going to like do my best. <laughs> not that I'm in charge, right? I'm not that I'm in charge at all. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to hold myself to it. Okay. All right. 
All right. So you guys, I love you. I'm uh, cutting out. I had a beautiful time with you again today, as usual. It's really a blessing to connect with you, both everyone who comes in person and everyone who listens later. I'm not on YouTube anymore. Um, I actually have my channel up. But since they took down the last video so fast, too, I was like, okay, I'm not really going to be spending my time. Doesn't look like it anyways, unless I get that guidance again to be posting my stuff on YouTube. I don't know. I talked about going to Rumble before. I'm not feeling that it's super like something that's going to happen really soon where I'm just going to go over to Rumble and make an account. I kind of screwed around on there. But who knows? Because things can change very fast. If anyone wants to give me any technical support, I'm always open open to that. I would love for, for my uh, channel to be set up on uh, Rumble and doesn't fucking matter. So uh, yeah, reach out to me if you want to help with that. Um, if you want to leave a donation, that's awesome. Um, I What I recommend is if you want to leave a donation, go to Miracle Botanicals, buy essential oils gift them out because I can't take PayPal or Venmo right now and probably never again. I think they both said they banned me for life, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So yeah, if you feel like you want to donate to me, buy essential oils. If you don't like essential oils, give them to people because people love essential oils. Okay. And I also have resins you can burn. Um, I found a really awesome electric burner on, um, on Amazon. You could just look that up on Amazon. They have electric resin burners now, and I have a shit ton of resins. So if you want to, if you want to do anything like that, that's awesome. You're going to be getting the best stuff. And Phoebes, where can we hear your trading post talks? I post them to Spotify. Um, I post them on Buzzsprout. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll go over to my Facebook group after this and I'll post a link to where you can find my talks. Also, I have a couple to upload. I might after I get off right now do that, but I got to cut off, cut out before I get cut off because my battery is now super low. Yay. I love you all so much. I'll be back again next week. I don't plan to take any breaks until February. I haven't looked at the calendar for December yet though, because some of them might call fall on Christmas or some shit like that. Then I'll let you know. Okay. Um, so Yay. And I'll be on the, at the trading post every Friday. Loving you guys up. Thank you so much for joining. Mahalo. Aloha. Go to miraclebotanicals.com. Ahoy ho. <laughs>